Welcome to the Just Grace Podcast. My name is Eloy. And my name is Erica. And on this show, we talk about all things that need grace. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the joys of being a Christian and what that looks like and what it comes with. The joys of being a Christian. This all kind of stems from conversations that we've been talking about. Mm. Uh, Discussing... uh, situations that happen in life, things that come up and they can bring suffering, they can bring pain, they can bring heartache. But when you're a Christian, all of those things are temporary. They're not things that you carry with you into eternity. They're not things that you have to carry with you even throughout your day because ultimately Christ has won the victory over sin and death. So, we want to talk about some of those things about the joys of being a Christian and the joys of being a Christian come from the suffering mm. we, we receive as, as Christians. I think people have a mentality of just because you're a Christian, you're not going to suffer. I think that's a lot even said in churches and then that's very put out there. I know referencing today's sermon, it was the quite the opposite. You know, I know that between me and you and things that we go through in our marriage and in life, um, it's tough. It's challenging and mentally gets to you. And so that hope that we have in Christ to where at the end of the day, it is going to be okay. And we don't put our, our joy and everything in those things, but we put it in Christ. And so I think that was super comforting to hear. Um, but as, as far as going back to the suffering part, um, I don't know if you want to touch. Yeah. Well, I like what you brought up about, <laughs> um, as Christians or some Christians out there, people, what they think of Christians are people that don't suffer. Mm-hmm. And if you're suffering, it's because, you know, there's something wrong. You don't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. You're not really a Christian. Mm-hmm. God wants you to be healthy wealthy and blessed. <laughs> and they, the problem with that is that one, God doesn't promise us any of those things on this side of heaven. hundred percent. So <laughs> if anything goes in the opposite and he says in this life, you're going to have troubles. Yeah. And that, that's really what we're promised. So it, it always just drives me crazy whenever I hear or see churches or Christians uh, bring up like, you know, Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins mm. and for the healing of your body. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I get what you're saying, but mm. I think, I don't think it's accurate because yeah, we are promised healing, mm-hmm. but you have to say, Hey, why didn't they receive their healing? Well, yeah. because we have to understand what the Bible's really saying. Christ has won the victory over sin and death, and that ultimately mm-hmm. deals with uh, sickness, I guess. Yeah. That's one aspect of sin, mm-hmm. result of sin. But that's all going to be done away with in the next world. There will be no sickness in heaven. Mm-hmm. There will be no disease. There will be no heartache. There will be no tears. And so when you take the promises of heaven and you make them for present day Christians. Mm, yeah. And then you say, why aren't you living like it's heaven? Because it's not there. Yeah. We're not there yet. Christ has not come back to, you know, 
I think I think if there's if there's sin, there's going to be suffering, and it we're we're sinners by nature. It's going to happen. It's it's inevitable. You are going to go through things. You are going to things are going to come up in your marriage. Things finances are going to you know be trouble sometimes. But I think what is super important to understand is our hope is not in those things. We're not promised a, a good relationship. Not everyone's going to like you. You're not going to get along with everybody, but it's just in the end, it's, it's things are going to happen. Life happens. And, and I think the important part of that is to be stern in your relationship with Christ and know that your hope is in him and not in this, in this world. And so that also goes into our evangelism. Hmm. What are we winning people over to Christ for? Hmm. What are we, what are we doing? You know, say, Hey, Jesus will fix your life. Yeah. Jesus will put all your, you know, the broken pieces of your life back together. He's going to restore your family. He's going to restore your kids. He's mm-hmm. going to restore your marriage. He's going to. What happens he, if he doesn't? And what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? The whole point, <laughs> the whole point of heaven is not to have the possessions of heaven. It's to have the God of heaven, mm-hmm. the God of earth, mm-hmm. the God and creator of all things. It's to have him. That is what we have to, uh, when it comes to like evangelism, mm-hmm. we have to win people over with God and God alone. Mm-hmm. God is more than enough. Yeah, The person of God is more than enough than any of these physical blessings or even spiritual blessings. Mm. Just having God means you have all of that. But if you get to the things and you skip over the God, You've completely missed the point. Yeah, man, that's so good. Let me ask you, what what is a time in your life to where suffering came about and wow. and it it got you? What do you um, think? that's a great question. Uh, because I'm I'm very analytical. Mm-hmm. I'm very uh I'm not like a math guy, but a numbers guy. Like I'm always thinking, I can't even say like logical because I feel like that has more implications, but I guess analytical would be the word. And so when things don't go the way that I plan or or expect, Mm -hmm. then I can get frustrated with the outcomes. So there, there's many things that, will drive me crazy. <laughs> but so uh, we just recently had to buy a new car mm. mm-hmm. because this one was totaled and it was totaled over the dumbest thing because I hit a curb <laughs> and it cracked something underneath. And literally I was like, are you kidding me? So, and so that's not something that I wanted to happen or we planned we didn't or plan. yeah obviously planned to happen i'm glad everyone was safe and everyone was okay and you know i was just being a dummy and <laughs> and that's the thing it's like oh man do did i want that to happen no i'm frustrated with it does that mean god doesn't love me or god's not taking care of me absolutely not because even in that mm-hmm. i see god's grace mm-hmm. we're okay mm-hmm. no one else was involved yeah and in the end, God might have used the situation in order to bring out a characteristic within myself or within our relationship or yeah. even within you that 
is stirring us to be more like Christ. Mm. It's in the suffering that points us to Jesus. And I love C.S. Lewis's quote where he says, God whispers in our joy, but he shouts in our pain. Mm, that's good. That's really good. I know something that Pastor Eric mentioned today. He says, um, the goal is to, in your suffering, is, is to, how is that glorifying to God? In the midst of your suffering, how are you glorifying God? And that's the big thing is, is especially when you're around other non-Christians. Do they do people at your work know you're a Christian based on the way you respond, based on the way you act? Mm-hmm. I remember, I know that got me. Um, it was a few years ago. And I was thinking about it, and it was said again, and and it's like, man, it really convicted me because it's like, how are you representing Christ? You know, how are how are you supposed to represent Him in your workplace and in the grocery store, anywhere you go? How are you showing? the love of Christ to others. And that's just a daily conviction too that I have. Even when you go pump gas or when you, I don't know, when you go communicate with a coworker, you know, mm-hmm. is it is it talked about? Is it, you know, I, re- I had this coworker a few weeks a few weeks ago and, and we, we cross paths every once in a while, but he um, he's always questioning a church about it. And, and you can tell that, you know, he's really curious about it and, he really wants to get involved, but something's holding him back. And for some reason, he remembered us talking about it one time. This was a few years ago when, when we first got married. This was like four years ago. And he remembered me in the church that I, I mentioned him to go to. And it's like, it's almost like, what what are you, what are you doing in your life? As, as here, who are you showing Christ too? Who are you discipling? Who are you sharing the love of Christ with? And I think that's the main thing as a Christian is not just, sure, it starts in your home and in your family, but it's also when you go out, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's super important to, to, to represent and to show your children too. Yeah. If this reality of heaven is true for the Christian, it should really trickle down into every mm-hmm. aspect of our life Yeah, because even though it's hard for us to see at times, and this is like the discipline of the Christian, is though things happen, mm-hmm. your response matters. Yeah. And your your response matters uh, because if you're really claiming to have this hope that at the end of all, all things, mm-hmm. you're going to be with God forever, mm-hmm. increasing in joy and love and all those great things in God, then what happened today should not affect me so much that I respond inappropriately. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard. Like I said, it's a discipline that we have to practice, but people are watching. Yeah. And if they're saying, man, this person claims to have this great hope of heaven and yet they live and respond in ways that doesn't reflect, if I if I believe that, I'd act totally different because if it was a true reality for me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't care, you know, if this coworker said this or I wouldn't care if, uh, you know, this person cuts me off while I'm driving. I wouldn't care yeah. if this person kind of fronted me a line at the grocery store yeah. because at the end, I mean, it's, it's a small thing compared to the immense 
joy that we have in Jesus. And if people don't see that, then it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Yeah. It's like, do we really believe what we believe mm-hmm. or claim to believe? So in what ways do we have joy in, as being a Christian in our, in our daily lives? Like where can we find joy and say, waking up in the morning, going mm-hmm. to work, coming home? Why should we have joy in those small things because we're a Christian? I think I like to think of it from a perspective of if it's not promised to us, it's not guaranteed to us. It's not guaranteed that we're going to have this home or we're going to have these cars or all the materialistic things. Um, it, I think from a perspective of my upbringing where when it comes to things that what we would say is blessings now, it's it's almost to where I, it's not to, that I put my trust in those things exactly, but if they were taken away from me, if they were not here or if they were never given to me, how would I affect, like I, you have to think of how would it affect you? Mm-hmm. If someone took your car away, how, how would you react? How would you respond? You know, our immediate reaction is to, you know, more suffering. It's, it's a burden to us, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it has to be a constant reminder where your your satisfaction shouldn't be in those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Timothy Keller, he always makes these points in his sermons, is uh, where we really put our, our hope, where we really put our faith, mm-hmm. uh, will be tested when those things are removed. Mm. So, for example, if... Uh, if your faith and hope is really in your recognition and your status mm-hmm. as a person, if that was somehow uh, removed, is your life over? If you got laid off from that job, yeah. is your life over? If that marriage doesn't work out, is your life over? If your kids don't grow up to be successful in what you pictured, yeah. Is your life over? Where mm-hmm. are you putting your hope? Because yeah. whatever is removed and your life is quote unquote over, mm-hmm. that's where your hope was. So for the Christian, everything in this life yeah. should not, our hope should not be placed in. Even our, our spouse, even our kids, yeah. whatever it is, the only thing that should affect you so deeply yeah. is that if God was removed from your life, mm-hmm. your life, would be over. Yeah. To to piggyback on that, I mean, just speaking from my own personal experience, um, I think a lot of times when it comes to my job and, and my workplace, I want to be liked. I want to be, you know, I just want that satisfaction from people. And when you really sit there and really think about it, and I really had to pray about this, is, is just, it comes from like a self-centered place. And I think a lot of times we can identify us as a, as a, as a, a victim, that, that victim mentality. And so, again, going back to the sermon, because it was really good this morning. Oh, yeah. It was, Pastor Eric said, if you are a Christian and if you present yourself as a Christian, you are not a victim. And, man, that really got to me in the sense of, like, people walk around with, 
all these burdens and all these hurts and all these traumas that that happened to him as a as a as a kid or but when you are a christian and you have your faith put in jesus i'm not saying those things go away but you're not you have that victim mentality to where it's it, you're renewed you're, you're restored christ has fulfilled that for you and 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 that goes back to just kind of it doesn't matter. Those things don't matter in the end. Once you are with Christ in the end, those things will fade away. Those things are gone. Those things, you know, mm-hmm. those wounds are healed. Yeah. And so I think it's just when you take that weight off your own shoulders, it's just so fulfilling and so rewarding, you know, that we have a savior who has died for us and has paid that for us. And it's just, so revealing. I think when he said that this morning, I was so in awe of God. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's the hope we have in Jesus is that no matter what we've gone through, mm-hmm. he has conquered it. Mm-hmm. He has overcame it. Again, I love what C.S. Lewis says, because kind of talking about this joy that we have as Christians, mm-hmm. he really paints images that help you kind of grasp these ideas is he said, if you took all the horrors of hell, and bundled it, bundled it up. Mm-hmm. He says it would not be enough to give a bird in heaven a stomachache if it ate it. Mm. He said <laughs> that little crumb. Mm-hmm. If you took all the wickedness, all the evil, all the sin of you know, and then all of it <laughs> just collected in hell, mm-hmm. it is not. It doesn't even compare to life with God in such an amazing way because he says bad cannot be as bad or as good as being bad Mm -hmm. as good can be good. It's like evil has a limit Mm. to, to an extent like it it can only get so dark, but with God it's infinite, infinite love, infinite glory infinite joy, infinite rest. There is never ending to, there's a never ending flow and stream. It's the the language of revelation is this is water. Um, He gives, he quenches the thirst. He, you know, he's the living water. He satisfies you above and beyond. Yeah. And that is what we can look towards. So all the evil, all this, victimhood mm-hmm. that we uh that we can try to attach to ourselves really has to die as a believer yeah. because we have a new identity in Christ. Yeah. Man, that is so comforting. I think a lot of times we can underestimate how big and how glorious and how great our father is, you know. And us as Christians, that that is the God who we serve and that is just amazing to me. I remember when he was just explaining it, it was just a slap in the face <laughs> to me because mm-hmm. it's like we think about, we go on our days and we have these minor problems, minor issues, and we think it's the end of the world. But it's like, man, you don't even know. But compared to the glories of mm-hmm. God, we as believers have a hope that can endure suffering, that can... uh you cancel this victimhood mm-hmm. 
by resting and hanging our souls on Jesus because he's more than enough for the mm-hmm. believer. Mm-hmm. I think too, when, when you, when you truly know that and you truly put your hope and your faith in Jesus, those things won't matter to you just because someone doesn't respond to you or you get on unfollow on Instagram or, you know, I think you really start to understand it is when they don't affect you as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. Yeah. And, and this practice of being reminded of our eternal hope is not easy because we live in the present. And so it's a daily thing. And it's a thing that obviously we need to grow in grace mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And so that that's our reminder. That is our conclusion that the joy of the Christian is the hope we have in Christ yeah. for eternity. And so no matter what we face, no matter what we deal with in this life, we will be okay. Yeah. So we want to thank you guys for listening and remember to grow in grace.